while your day is winding down. They're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow. I'm Chris McCarthy. That was Rep. Tony Cabral. I thought that was really uh, that was fun. I thought informative. It was informative. It was a, it was a, it was, a, it was a, a a real deep dive into a, into a couple of issues that are, that are very important, really. So we want to talk about some local stuff. React to the Ward Three races and a couple other things. But there's a call on the line. Let's take it. Good evening. You're live. Hey guys, how are you? Good. Hey, how are you? Good man. Good. You're- Got a couple of questions for you. Maybe you can guide me. So, um, in 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 your uh, news break, they talked about the Army Corps of Engineers. You guys, you know who they are, right? Of course, yeah. You do. Yeah. So, my question <laughs> is, um, you know, we just got our tax valuations, and then, do you know when the abatements are due? If you if we're going to file for one, I don't. I don't. I don't either. Peter Berthia would know. He would know. Okay, so. Uh, all right, so Chris, this we're supposed to be. Why Barry? Why are you asking? <laughs> <laughs> why Barry? Why, why are you Barry? asking? Why? Why are you asking? Talk to you in. So um, I wish I knew something about uh, zoning. I wish I knew something about insurance. But but I think you do. My, Wait, go ahead. <laughs> here's my dilemma. Right. So um, we they recently changed the and maybe it's a question for Tony or whomever. But they recently changed the, um, you know, the map for the 100-year floodplain. You know that, right? They did, yes. I do know that. So, And we got a lot going on inside the dock. And by the way, some of my best friends have properties there. Uh, I would tell you that I believe our best assets are inside the dock, and we need to protect that, right? Correct. So do you know who opens and closes the dock? Army Corps of Engineer. Thank you, sir. And since... And since Katrina, it's been um, so. There's no more like fooling around with with all that, right? right? Army Corps of Engineers. I mean, they're very responsible. So, do you know when the dike was built? It was built when Eddie Harrington was a mayor. I know that. So within the last 100 years. Oh right, yes, Chris? yes. Yeah, I, I think after the 50s hurricane, and all those rocks came out of one quarry, right? Yes. And um, so, my question is this. So I built this house in uh, I think '98, and the uh, um, the 
what they called the uh, floodplain was supposed to be 14 feet. So I had to build my house 14 feet. If I want to add on now, it has to be 17 feet above sea level, right? Okay. So you know what that would look like, right? And for people who don't don't know, Barry's in the south end. South end of New Bedford, yeah. Yeah, and more importantly, in a floodplain. Right. So my question is this. It's... um, and, and again, acknowledging that most of our assets are inside that dike, okay? Right. Uh, and acknowledging that I built my house after the dike was built, but I can't control when they can open and close it, right? right. So now I get my bill, and not that I care about the you know the increase, but so I have insurance on my house, and I have what's known as replacement costs, right? Mm-hmm. So if I lost my house then uh, the insurance company would say that, you know, you have replacement costs for, you know, 500 grand, and they would pay to replace my house the way that it's built, correct? Right. Except for one thing. I can't rebuild my house the way that it was built because now... Oh, because you have to be 17 instead of 14. McCarthy, you never cease to amaze me. Right, right. Uh, And which is replacement costs on on how they're going to do that, right? Right. So, and, and say it isn't flood, Chris, right? Say okay. that I lost it through a more common disaster, which would be a fire, right? Yes. So this affects everybody in the floodplain, okay? So now my tax bill is based on me being able to, at this lot, in this house, to be able to live here. But I'm being taxed, and I can't even replace my house if I lose my house. Do you see the question? I do. Yeah. Right? So, uh, in your infinite wisdom, (laughs) who do we talk about that? And it's an open discussion because, hey, let's face it, right? So, uh, you know, we've got property up in New Hampshire and other places where they actually charge what's known as a view tax. You know what that is? Really? No, I don't. Thank God I don't. Yep. In Orford, there's a view tax. So, if you look at, you know, a beautiful view of Valhalla then you pay extra money. Isn't that subjective? I'm sorry? (laughs) Isn't that extraordinarily (laughs) subjective? What's a view and what's not a view? Right. Well, but, okay, so you guys are both... I mean, if it's it's a set of breasts pressed up against the window, I'll pay for it. But but some people wouldn't pay for that. Well, Chris, you would pay $1 at a time, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's an old joke, by the way, that I stole. (laughs) I love you guys. My question, hey, respectfully but, to you, is, but, is that while we enjoy a beautiful view, uh, I would pay a view tax. Actually, uh, Barry, I look at you and you look at me, really, <laughs> across the harbor. Right? Exactly. Right. Exactly. But so, Chris, are you in a floodplain uh, at your family? Absolutely. Okay, so you understand the question, respectfully, correct? Yes. So you can't rebuild your house as built. No, definitely cannot rebuild that house as, as so built. So nope. then, a little bit different than, uh, like, uh, you know, say, say Marcus's parents' house. They're not, well, I don't even know. I bet they might be in the new floodplain. He might but be in the new floodplain, actually. He might so be. So somebody that's not in a floodplain, they have replacement costs on uh, a $500,000. They can replace the really house. could be. Yeah, where the water is. Yeah. You really could be on I, this. I can't replace my house. So then how can you tax me proportionately that I have a lot in New Bedford? Do you know nothing about real estate, Chris? A, a little bit. Ask the question. 
Is this a lot? Okay, so <laughs> yo, so, you so, so, so so how can I be charged if I can't replace my house? That's the that's what my question is. And and who do we bring this up to? Barry, Barry I got to hold you there. We've got other calls on the line. I appreciate I appreciate I the appreciate. call. I appreciate. Thank you. We'll, we'll continue that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that is <laughs> take a break. Okay. Fourteen twenty WBS. Anyway, and welcome back. Oh, we had calls. They they fell off in the commercial break. So, Marcus, wanna, let's talk wanna, about Ward Three. If you want to call back, you can at five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Marcus, I, I I have a bone to pick, not with you. About Ward Three. About Ward Three. And let, okay. let me say this because I, I you know I've, I because of my you know my my long term illness, I, I had to take a few days off here. I'm fine. Don't but but um, and I appreciate Tom Kennedy asking, but I'm fine. Um, I'm here tonight. So I've heard some people, Marcus. Some of the candidates uh, in the race, primarily people who lost, criticizing this radio station, and you in particular, because they feel like they didn't get a fair shot. You're going to get me going, huh? You know what, Marcus? I'm I'm not trying to get you going because I'm going about this. Because (laughs) I want to tell people, there is nobody... Who's been, who's worked harder to include the candidates in most cases? Yeah. To get the candidates on this radio show than Marcus Ferro. Certainly in a couple of these candidates' cases, for sure. There's nobody who's been more of an advocate for fairness. Let me tell you something. If it wasn't for Marcus, you wouldn't be on the air. Because I wouldn't have gone out of my way to get you on the air. Not, not because I didn't like you, but because I didn't care. Because Marcus chased some of you down. You don't call up the radio station and thank Marcus. Hey, thanks for waking me out of my stupor and getting me on your radio show, Marcus, right? I don't have a, ha- a chance in hell of getting elected because I'm a loser, but, but thanks for waking me up from my alcohol-induced coma and getting me on the radio. And then you have the goddamn, you know, then you criticize him? I'm sorry. When yeah. Marcus is wrong, I'll call him out. But in this case, he's not wrong. You're wrong. So, so, so <laughs> yeah, so um, we're talking about the actually the fifth and sixth finishers. Out, uh, the, no, the sixth and seventh finishers in the Ward Three race out of seven. Um, just just to clarify, just since Chris brought it up, I want people to know exactly who we're talking about. So, uh, John Robinson called into to the Tim Weisberg show, our supervisor, right? right. <laughs> the guy who created this show, our boss, our boss uh, called into to the Tim Weisberg show. And complained on the air and complained about me, right? right? By name. By, yep, yep. By name, complained about me, said I was treating him unfairly. And here's what happened with that. Uh, since it was brought up, since he wanted to call me out on the air about this, this is what happened. I didn't have any contact info for him. Some candidates reached out to me to get on the air. I reached out to some candidates because they were very easily accessible. Right. They had Facebooks, they had websites, they had they, they Working gave me, phone numbers. I had their yeah, they had phone numbers. I had some of their phone numbers, right? They returned and phone so calls. They returned phone calls. They refer, returned messages. So, or, or they reached out to me and saying, "Hey, I'd like to come on." Right. So I said, um, "So I got, I got Mr. Robinson's number from Jack Spillane." Right. So I got his number from Jack Spillane. 
I called him to get him on. He said, you know, he said, oh, I'm a fan of the show. I listen all the time. Great. Okay, cool. I guess all the more reason you probably should have reached out. But sure. Okay, fine. Come on. I'd love to have you on. Had him on for a nice interview. We had a nice half-hour interview. I told him, hey, by the way, this was a week before the, the preliminary day. I said, hey, by the way, all the Ward 3 candidates are going to call in on the evening. I'll let you know when you can call in, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Granted, I did forget, right? So I called him. So I called him, right? Right. right. <laughs> Even though I knew he had no shot in hell in winning, but I wanted to give him the chance. Because you're a fair guy. Because, frankly, he should have reached out to me anyway. Because guess what? Candidates that I talked to that week, the week before, that didn't get back to me until uh, didn't get back to me, remembered to get back to me. Right. They, they emailed me or they texted me that day said, oh, hey, I forgot to pick a time slot. What time slot do you want? They remembered. Right. So I called him. I'm like, oh, wait, I looked at my I looked at my schedule. I'm like, oh, wait, I don't have John Robinson. So I called him. I said, hey, listen, do you want to come on at 820 to the slot I have open? Right. I didn't say it's the only slot you have. If right. you don't take this slot, you'll be relegated out of existence. <laughs> right. You've got to take this slot or else. Or, you, you know, send him a bill to under the, the pains and penalties of, ter- ter- uh, of perjury. Will you agree to take this slot and only this slot? You know, no, that's not what I said. I said, hey, I got a slot at 8, 820. If he had said, no, I absolutely can't make it. I would have put him on at nine, right? Of course. So (laughs) I would have put him on at nine. And I'd actually had to move some people around that day because we had some guests that we had planned, but then the sheriff came in, uh, was the, uh, was the guest co-host. So things got changed a little bit, but I'd moved everybody into the eight o'clock hour. So I had him on, he talked for, I think six minutes. I had him on a little bit. I had him on for a little bit. He complained about Jake Ventura being in studio. Jake Ventura was in studio because he called me that day. He said, hey, Marcus, I'm going to have dinner at Ice House. Can I come and do my segment in studio? I said, sure, because what do I care? Right. <laughs> you know? It's easier to have it's, someone in studio. Yeah, and, and frankly, if any of them had said, hey, Marcus, I, I, I'll, I'll, uh, can I come in studio? I would have said, sure. We love people in the studio. I just didn't think anybody would want to do it. Right? I know, Marcus. I didn't I think told- anybody wanted to come and sit here for five minutes. You're, you're trying to accommodate people. <laughs> I know. And then... On Who top- are paying for the media? <laughs> and that's on top... That's the other thing. None of none of them are entitled to the airtime here. None of them are entitled to a second of airtime. I'm giving them the airtime because I think the race is important. And guess what? Another candidate who I gave airtime to used that airtime to complain about me to me, Robert Cabral. He said, oh, I think it's kind of funny that Jake Ventura was there just when the sheriff was there and they got to have a conversation. Then he said, "I and I read all of his press releases. I mentioned all of his press releases every time he sent one. And he says to me, well, I think that... Um, you know, well, uh, I mentioned this, which you probably forgot to cover. And then he goes, I, I was the first candidate, which you probably forgot to cover. Even though I mentioned all of his press releases. And again, I appreciated his press releases and how active he was. But at the end of the day, the two people that, first of all, went on the, the airtime I gave them, Robert Cabral in the airtime I gave him to right. complain and disrespect me to my face, which right. I just kind of let slide anyway. Right. I'm, not right? it. I'm not letting it slide. <laughs> and, and then sent me an email saying, you played favorites and you did this and blah, blah, blah. You, you know, know the reason he's behind. I had another. Yeah, right. I had another candidate call me during Jake's segment. Well, maybe you should have probably. I bet it wasn't one of the candidates who, who won the other the other night. <laughs> oh. It was probably not one of those candidates. Like I said, the candidates who who uh, who complained about me on the air and the candidates who came in dead last. That Venn diagram is a perfect circle. Absolutely. I took you know that it, it just it just bothers me because with Mr. Robinson's campaign, he called in to complain about me after I gave him airtime 
I gave his kid. I gave uh, and I gave him. I gave him airtime. I was nice to him for a half hour. I was nice to him when he called in uh, for his little five minute segment. I actually gave him, I believe, six minutes in his, of his five minute segment, and then I had to go over because we had candidates for the rest of the hour. But I was really annoyed because then at the end of the day, he got nineteen votes. So it looks like. I took his his candidacy more seriously than he did. Most certainly, more serious than the voters. <laughs> so, so since Chris wanted, you know, Chris, so, Chris was so going to bring this up. I, I just, I just, you know, that really bothered me. And then, and no, then it bothers and then, me, Marcus, because I know, and nothing you need to hear, but I think the vote, I think the people at home do. Marcus is the backbone of this show. On the days, obviously, I can't make it because I'm too sick. Marcus is doing the show solo, which he's very capable of doing. On the t- most of the other time, we're booking guests. That's all Marcus doing it. Okay, the man works tirelessly to bring us a good product to get all these listeners, so that when an election comes up, even long shot candidates like like these guys have an audience. <laughs> because otherwise. You can go stand in your front yard and scream and yell. <laughs> Which is probably what they did anyway. You know, that's the thing. Like I said, no one else, uh, I didn't hear any complaints from anybody else publicly. Just the two people that came in sixth and seventh in a seven-way race. It's amazing, right? The people who spent their time complaining lost. Always. You know why? Because the voters can see through. Yeah. The two people, look, I think it was a good field of candidates. Congratulations to... Uh, uh, Ms. Amaral and, and, and Mr. Oliveira. Mr. Oliver, I'm sorry. I thought he's a... Uh, they worked hard. They were good candidates. They came in. They said the right stuff. They knew how to communicate with people. Jake Ventura worked. Bob Romley worked. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes it's your year, sometimes it's not. Yeah. They didn't call into different shows. That's the other thing that actually really bothered me. If you got a problem with me, that's fine. There's plenty of people out there that have a problem with me. Sometimes I do. Sometimes Chris has a problem with me. But you know what Chris does? Chris doesn't call into the Tim Weisberg show or the Phil Paleologa no. show or the no. Barry Richards show to say, you know that Marcus Farrow, he did this to me. No, no. They 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 tell they let me know. If people if people have a personal problem with the way I conduct my business on the air, that's fine. I'm not I don't think everybody should like the show. Everybody should love the show. Everybody should like me. I get it. That sometimes they don't, and that's right. it, that happens. I get called out, but I was nothing but nice to Mister Robinson, and so for him to call into Tim's to bitch about me after clearly, and then get 19 votes the next day, clearly I took his candidacy more seriously than he did. You know what I was shocked about him is I thought he didn't look at all like Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, and then again, Bob Cabral like like trying to insult me on air while I was on air, passive aggressive. Well, you probably forgot to mention this. You probably forgot to mention that. I think it's kind of funny that Jake Ventura was there, wasn't he? Like, just shut up. Just shut up and run a campaign. Yeah. Just shut up and run a campaign. So that's, that's, <laughs> that's, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, but there are doers and there are complainers and you can tell and the voters know who they are. And clearly they knew that back then. Like Tim said, I'd probably be more worried about campaigning than what uh, a particular radio host is doing. Right. And that ended up being, that ended up being the case. But to call in live on the air, this guy has my number to right. call in live on the air during a show to, I guess, in an attempt to embarrass me, to complain to my boss in public. I don't know. To, he, well, it was probably all those things. <laughs> right, yeah. And he has, I mean, I mean yeah. We, it, it is, um, again, I, I mean, we're having a little fun with it, but, but quite frankly, um, Marcus works really hard, and um, 
Without Marcus, we wouldn't have South Coast tonight. And on all the things that are coming out of it because of it for this region. And uh, so for people to insult or or to say he's doing things he shouldn't be doing is just ridiculous. Like I said, the only people that the people that did that the most were the losers. Right. The people who lost. Right. I'm not saying the losers in general. I'm just saying the losers of those elections, the the. The sixth and seventh place in that election. So, I, you know, again, I just thought it was a, you know, there was there was a lot of talk about that. People were saying, you know, those those two kids oh, were saying, and, and well, you like you and, you like Jason Torres so much, and all this other. Sh- it's 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 BS. It's BS. Well, the fact of the matter is, is, Jake Ventura is a highly qualified candidate. There's no surprise. And he had a very organized campaign. We, I think we said good things about every one of the candidates. Though. I did. I was nice to everybody. I mean, I think every one of them. I didn't meet this all the of first, them, but most of them I met, I, I, I thought were very good. This is the first time I've said anything negative about right. a candidate. So. Because they did it to us. <laughs> exactly. They drew first blood. <laughs> uh, 19 votes. 19 votes. 19. Not that 85 is anything to laugh about either. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's more, it's more press releases than votes. <laughs> Sometimes you just can't catch fire, no matter how much gasoline you pour. Right? All right, let's go to the phones. Good evening, you're live. <laughs> Good evening, guys. Hey, Tom. Best show ever. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. And, and, you know, Mr. Uh, 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 the guy that was the lawyer, he had a great resume. He came on. Ventura, and, yeah. Yeah, he came on the radio today. And it was very professional about his loss. Yep. And that's the way it's done. The, yeah. the other folks, you know, you just got to let it roll off your back, I, I guess is the best way to say it. And it's yeah. unfortunate that they take that posture. But let's talk about today's show. I thought sure. Tony was tremendous. Mm. I think uh, uh, when, when I mentioned that he had the best flyer going, and I picked one up at the YMCA when they had that uh, day for the homeless down there. Uh, it was pretty impressive. I'm glad he got on to explain some of the things that he's been doing. And you're right, Chris, that the incumbency length and, and, the, and the power that right. holds is very important. Wow. Uh, as far as Barry's uh, comments, I, I think that's a, a contract uh, law situation, and it's, he's got to rely on the insurance company who are offering replacement and all the other aberrations that circle around it and flood zone stuff will end up in court in terms of replacement. And uh, that that's where uh, his argument's got to be. And, and the only uh, answer to his question, I think, is some type of legislation regarding those folks who are in floodplains and their insurance policies. But you mentioned that the insurance policy, the insurance is going to go up. <laughs> That's how that works. Oh, absolutely. You know? I, think, uh, I think people all through the through South Coast and the yeah. Cape are going to find their insurance goes way up this coming yeah. coming years. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, and as far as the race is concerned, I was a little disappointed on the turnout, but it was still made exciting by, by Marcus. Uh, when uh, Mr. Bron- was Bromwell, was that his name? Bromwell. Uh, yeah, was in first place, and then it was second, and then Mr. Oliver shot in first. And then, boom, right at the end of the night, Miss Amaral comes in second. That, that was, it was all from I one go, precinct, that's why. Yeah. No, I do think yeah. Marcus did a hell of a presentation. He really did. You're right, Tom. Yeah, for, for a light turnout, it right. was, he made it exciting. I, I appreciate that. Uh, the, the, the Going forward now, uh, we all know that you know the majority of the ward – 
uh, it's still yet to be cultivated by these two candidates. Uh, folks that voted for other people in the race, you know, they've got a guide of those votes. I think, you know, as much as there's a well-known candidate, I guess, politically, uh, with Mr. Oliver, you know, he, he was from down here. His family's been from down here, sort of familiar with them. Uh, and, yeah. uh, where he's, he's got a, a, a certain pedigree about campaigning is one thing. The second thing is, um, Ms. Amaral, I think is a great candidate also. I do too, and yes. What she was able to do in that one precinct, if she can multiply that, this is going to be a, a horse race to the end. Yeah. And, uh, I, I think, uh, they're both great candidates. They're both cordial to each other. Uh, they both have their positions. There is uh, differences between the two. It, it's, and, they, they uh, are, they, there are differences, Tom, and I think you would agree. Given the very light turnout, it's a brand new race. It's a brand correct. new race. I mean, you could have a writing candidate come in. You I mean, really it, could. You know, and uh, so uh, it, as delicate as all that sounds, I, I think uh, something should be done. Uh, in terms of when uh, these types of races are done, uh, I, I think there, there isn't enough time sometimes for uh, potential candidates. And they're all pretty good, except for maybe a couple of them. <laughs> uh, uh, the, the preparation that's needed uh, to, to move forward in the campaign gives advantage to those people that may have uh, been around the well, so to speak, uh, in the past with family members or or have, have planned at some point in time and decided to pull the trigger this time. Uh, and, and it's going to be interesting. But February 28th, you know, that's dead smack in the middle of winter. Yes. And yeah. uh, the, the preparation and the strategy uh, regarding all that is going to be real important. But great coverage, great show tonight. Thank you. I agree Thanks. with everything you said. I always had a good chuckle tonight. <laughs> that, was, that, that was heartfelt. That was real. I'm sitting here laughing. And, and that's how good your show is. Thank you. I appreciate that. Appreciate it. Oh, thank Tom. you. Thank you. Have a good night. Thanks. Um, All right. 508 Good evening. Hey, you guys are killing yourselves tonight, aren't you? <laughs> I may literally be. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! You know what? Uh, you know what? Uh, Mark Twain called a sideways compliment. I do. Yeah, and that's what you just gave Marcus. He said, <laughs> "By the way, folks, you realize Marcus is responsible for." 90% of this show. He does a really good job, but he's responsible for all of it. <laughs> well, don't blame me. <laughs> I'm a born, born bureaucrat. I know you didn't mean it that way. No, but, no, no. But you, could, you could interpret it that way. I suppose you could, yeah. Um, but what, what, what did you guys call the... Uh, when? when um, I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with the uh, the, 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 the candidates and the council's names. Uh, in the former, That's okay. The, the, the guest name, but you you said you could call the the new um, the Justice Center. You called it the, oh, or the Justice Center. Tony Cabral. Yeah, Tony Cabral. I'm sorry. Yeah, That's okay. Yeah, That's the representative who was in here. Yeah, yeah I said the Tony right. Cabral Hall of Justice. Yeah, the Tony Cabral <clears throat> Hall of Justice, and I, you know, and 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 I agree on the one hand that. Um, our justice system needs to reflect our commitment to, you know, even-minded, even, you know, fair, fair, uh, how do you say it? Uh, you know, fair, fair and equal justice, for all. Yeah. fair and equal justice for all. And, and it really is important that we, we dedicate some of our resources to that, but there's some competing resources 
you know, for all the other things that are going on. I'm not sure a new uh, centralized courthouse is it, but I would I had a different name for it because instead of using the, the short uh, taxpayer available money, how about we get George Soros to? <laughs> And we call we call it the uh, the Soros set of free center. Fabian <laughs> <laughs> you know? uh, from you to money. We could build we could build a new pedestrian bridge across Route 18. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Far be from you to spend George Soros's money. So the yeah the but but in all honesty, there there is a real. Um, I, I understand that it's the intent is not economic development, but there is an economic development component for it because the there lawyers are emptying out of downtown. Yeah, well, we, well, we need we need to have um, the justice system is a critical part of what our society absolutely does. And, and 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 it does need to be uh, up to date. Not, I'm not familiar. I don't. Thank God, I'm not in there. I was going to say know, neither I am I. Right? In there on the wrong side of it, not on the not on the pay side of it. I agree with you. Yes, me and, too. Um, and but 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 and I and. I, Boy, if somebody gets caught up in that system, and Marcus may be some of your former clients when you were practicing, I mean, wouldn't the best advice to uh, to, uh, somebody who is, uh, you know, we had to deal with that, the best thing you can do is stay away from this place. Yeah, well, you know, I think... You don't ever want to be... You don't ever want to have to go into court unless you're being paid to be there. Yeah, I think the fact that we're... Uh, you know, an effective deterrent. It would have um, it would have worked already. But you're right. Yeah, it's it's honestly even when you're getting paid to be there in that courthouse in particular, it's just not a pleasant place to be. Uh, like having practice there and then going like having cases in taunt. Like ninety m- percent of my cases were there in in New Bedford. But when I got when I went to Fall River, when I went to Taunton, when I went to Plymouth, um, you know, Brockton, Brockton, Brockton's got I mean, a much I mean, newer I get courthouse. Jury duty in Brockton coming up. Yeah, it's a much nice. It's a much much nicer courthouse, well, much newer courthouse. You get extra then. money for that, though. It's combat pay for going to Brockton. <laughs> no, no, I listen. I, I was, I, I'm so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm Plymouth. Uh, thank God they didn't send me to Hingham. Yeah, uh, I, I was hoping for Wareham, but uh, you know, or, or Orleans, um, maybe you know, take a nice little drive to the cave. Wareham's well, very I'm, easy I'm to Plymouth get to. County, so I mean, but but yeah. The, yeah. The, the farthest I could go is uh, is Hing- Hingham. But, you know, um, and hopefully we'll see what happens. Uh, and, I, and I know you guys do the uh, the, the Bob Rock, uh, right? The uh, Not Bob Rock. The, uh, he, you do the uh, public service announcement for how Jerry do Oh, yeah, Michael Rock does. Yeah. Michael, Michael Rock. I'm sorry, Michael Rock. Yeah, the, the, yeah PD or whatever. And um, manager. And he, um, and, you know, and it, is, it is a civic duty, but, I mean, who really wants to do that? I, I've been I've been picked, you know. I've had to show up several times. Yeah, and there's one. There's two things that go on in my mind simultaneously. It's like one, I'm really sorry I'm here. Right. The other one is, I'm really disappointed when they don't pick me. Yes. No. No. I, <laughs> you know, when you do in jury selection, you find out that everybody's uh, tangentially related to a cop, and you know, and it's it's clouding their judgment in a in a, in a material way. So the one time I had jury duty, they said, you know, they ask, as Marcus, as you know, they go, does anybody here, the judge says, does anybody here know either the defense, the, the, the prosecutor, lawyer, right? Yeah. And it was, this was, it was right after Paul Walsh had had his big summer party. So the judge had been there. Former, the former DA. The former district attorney, right? Yeah. So I raised my hand 
And they bring, the judge says, well, who do you know? I go, I go, well, well, I know you. <laughs> and I go, I, I go, and I know both of these guys, right? And he says, was that going to make you impartial? You know, we still be able to be impartial. I said, "Yeah, yeah I could still do that, but I'm just telling you." You asked me to. He goes, "All right, just go sit down." It's a true. It's a true question, right? Can you be impartial? And right. You think? You think? Of course, I can be impartial because I. Yeah, sure. I. You know, why, why would I? Why would I influence the facts of the case? But interesting. You know, it is. It is a. Uh, I always like to say to people, uh, and I remember this from when I was in college. You know, doing some criminal justice classes with, with some lawyers teaching. Um, back then in the 80s, they said 90% of all cases are settled. Right. Yeah, it's, not, it's like 94 it's prior, or something. Prior to a jury, and, hey, and it's, wor- it's more now. Right? Hey, it's like 94 or something. Hey, I got to hold you there because I got all these right, breaks, guys, but you can call care. back later. Right. Thank you. Thanks, my friend. Listen to us live anywhere in the world on the WBSM app. Did you know you can get real-time reaction to everything that happens after the sun goes down? South Coast Tonight with Marcus and Chris is on WBSM. I put the BS in BSM. The, um, so, Marcus, um, the election. Surprised people haven't done more with that. That's a good opportunity for people who don't like... Uh, the station. Yeah, but people don't like the station. Not that creative. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, if you don't like us, you're dumb. <laughs> you're dumb. You're not going to come up with something funny. You're going to be. You're actually angry. Anybody who doesn't like me is an idiot. You're an. A- you're angry. You're angry. <laughs> you're angry. You don't know how to use humor as a weapon like I do. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, speaking of humor, we beat up on the candidates. Now let's beat up on the voters of Ward Three. I know. You guys. These people came out, in some cases spent their money, their family's money, their friends' money, to try to get you out there. They care about things like the traffic. They care about things like potholes. They care about things that obviously none of you care about. (laughs) And you ignore them. (laughs) They don't. You... (laughs) They came to your door. You slammed the door in their face. You you literally you took to heart the old saying, I don't vote. It only encourages them. You ignored them. Did. Six percent. Six percent. Six percent. But worse than that, Marcus, you have highly paid people for the city of New Bedford whose job it is. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Their only job. Is <laughs> to get people is to, to vote. Is to do elections. <laughs> yeah. You and I do it for the fun of it. Yeah. Right? There's 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 that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the mayor. I have to be honest with you. I really like John Mitchell. I respect John Mitchell. So But how much more humiliation is John Mitchell gonna put up with? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I mean <laughs> At some point, you can't fire the team. Oh, so so Taylor you fire the manager. Taylor Cormier is telling me it's an old joke. WBSM, we be the, the mm-hmm. we BS more. That's that's the we BS more. So, but what isn't BS is well, what is BS is this voter turnout. It's terrible. <laughs> How much more humiliation will John Mitchell accept? Well, before he just goes in and starts. 
cleaning house. Well, there's, I mean, there's some, there's some, there's some staffers there that are working really hard with the resources that they have to to count all the votes and all that. But there's people in the leadership in the elections commission that promised to get voter turnout out, promised a lot of robust voter turnout, and was basically the reason that they got hired in the first place, right. and and actually never delivered on those promise, never delivered on that promise. And you're seeing lower and lower elections every time. I think the last city election was 10 percent turnout. 10% turnout in the last city election. I think uh, when uh, Charlie, uh, the, their, the, I think in 2017, there was 25%. 15% drop. 15% drop. We, we were just sitting here with Representative Cabral. Representative Cabral and the rest of the delegation, they go to Boston where they have to fight for money. Mm-hmm. And you people don't go to vote. <laughs> so why would anyone send money here? Yeah. When they get excited to Quincy, where people vote. Yeah. Right. Or any of those Boston suburbs. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. If you want to hear everything, Marcus Farrow. I'm Chris McCarthy. And uh, we're just sort of wrapping up. Um, this hour. This hour. And we're, we're. We have a whole nother hour. We have a whole nother hour, which uh, I'm sure you'll have a lot of fun listening to and, and calling in at 508 996 We're also taking a message on the WBSM app chat. I have been derelict. And my duty to check the app chat messages, I will uh, do that right now. So if you sent an app chat and, uh, you know, don't be discouraged, uh, I will read it in the next hour. Promise. Well, actually, we'll read it off the air. If it's good, we'll steal it. If it's good, <laughs> if it's good, it will, it will become my opinion. Right. <laughs> yeah. It'll be my exclusive opinion. And uh, that's that. Um, <laughs> I'll salt it a little bit and then we'll, we'll run with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll delete the comment from the uh, from the app chat so no one will ever know. <laughs> so, so um, but in the next hour, we'll have some more fun. We'll talk about more of this election. It really is a dismal turnout. Yeah, we'll talk about the turnout. We'll uh, we'll talk about whatever you know, whatever comes to your mind. You can give us a call at five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Yeah, so we'll we'll talk to you then.